Good news, everyone. The producers caved. Yay! But it's not over yet. Boo. On September 24th, the WGA announced that they and the AMPTP have an agreement in principle for a new three-year contract, and they're ready to draft the agreement for ratification by the Guild membership. Which is great, and we want to send a big congratulations out to the WGA, their negotiating committee, and all the Guild members, because not only is a fair deal hopefully right around the corner, but you've proven yet again that strikes fucking work. Fucking. A. Strikes are disruptive, of course, but they're supposed to be. When business as usual ain't cutting it anymore, workers have no choice but to unite, organize, stand up for what's fair, and strike. Everything that you like about your job, the pay, the bennies, the sick time, the vacation, the holidays, all of that is thanks to a union. And if you don't have that shit, or if you have it but it's not enough, that's thanks to a boss. And that's no hyperbole. We've said it before and we'll say it again. Unions are your friend. They benefit workers and they protect labor from exploitation by the bosses. That's right. If unions didn't benefit labor, corporations wouldn't spend so much time and money lobbying to make them illegal. If something scares the bosses, it's good for the workers. All workers. Plumbers. Electricians. Teachers. Truck drivers. Animators. Auto workers. Directors. Baristas. Forklift operators. Writers. Hotel employees. Strippers. Fuck Fuck yeah. yeah. And actors. SAG-AFTRA is still striking for a fair deal because the producers haven't come back to the negotiating table. So, Hollywood's historic labor movement marches on. So, as always, if you can, toss some scratch to entertainmentcommunity.org. Hollywood isn't back in production yet, but it will be soon because labor is fucking winning. And labor will always win, as long as we stand arm in arm, picket signs in hand, in solidarity. You can cut down our shade, you can bust up our sidewalks, but you'll never break our spirit. Labor's rallying cry will ring out, they have the plant, but we have the power. (laughs) I don't remember that one from the Communist Manifesto. It's from The Simpsons. I know. Hey, Adam, Lisa needs braces. Dental plan right there, (laughs) thanks to a labor union. By the way, what clown said that eyes and teeth aren't just covered by your medical insurance? Why are those separate plans? You know what? It never made... Okay, here's the... So it's probably part due to the pharmaceutical lobbies, right? I bet you I'm JP. And I'm Adam. I've never seen Lost. I have. I'm told that it's good. I liked it. I'm told that it made sense. Sort of. But we're watching it out of order. So it definitely won't make sense. But it might still be good. Since we won't expect it to make sense, we'll still be able to appreciate each episode on its own merits as a one-hour story. Sometimes two or three. As opposed to just a fraction of an ongoing, sprawling, and increasingly complex tangle of relationships, personal stories, mysteries, mythologies, experiments, social dynamics, unnatural disasters, unanswered questions, and hot tropical hookups. Are you okay? I'm not sure. Because you lost me a little bit there at the end. Well, good, because I've been lost since the beginning. We're, We're lost, lost on Lost. Welcome, everybody, to Lost on Lost. Hey, I am J.P. Russell, and I'm joined, as always, by a guy who's number six in his dwelling, but number two in my heart, Adam Busher. <laughs> Rest in peace, Bobby Orr. Um, <laughs> um, is he dead? Adam, he's dead. He's dead, right? He has to be. He's got to be Must dead. be. I'm gonna if go- not, I'm gonna we're Google sorry, right Mr. Now. Orr. If, yeah, yeah if, if you're not dead, we're sorry, Bob. <laughs> Adam, this is our first non-directly lost content episode. Yeah, the the beginning of the mid-season, um, what we have tentatively titled The Lost Effect. Yeah, The Quiet Year. Um, 
yeah, that's it for banter. Just if this happens to be the first episode of Lost on Lost you're listening to and you haven't listened to any previous ones where we warned you about this, we'll get back to Lost shit later. But yeah, we hypothetically did warn you in our previous episode where we debriefed our rewatch of uh, seasons one through three of Lost. But now we're going to take some time to sort of just cleanse the palate a little bit and talk about some other Lost related items. Specifically, we're going to be looking at a couple of shows that either were inspired by or did hypothetically inspire JP and Mai's favorite television show, Lost. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Um, today we're watching Arrival. Arrival is the pilot episode of the show The Prisoner. Our central character is everyone's favorite former employee of the month, number six. Arrival takes place on the first day after the mysterious imprisonment of number six on the island. Adam, do you have a recap? I do. And Oh, uh, boy. Because this is the uh, mid-season, I'm going to try, uh, try a different format here. Okay. Let's see if you guys figure it out. You probably will. Maybe it's not. I don't know. <clears throat> Picture television before Jack Shepard and John Locke. A mysterious <laughs> and ill-remembered era of home entertainment known as the 60s. Prepare, comrades, for the lost effect. A man resigns from his job, hoping to retire to obscurity. Instead, he is forced to live out his days under surveillance in a seemingly idyllic village in Wales. His captor, the mysterious number two, forces the beautiful number nine to spy on him, hoping to break his spirit, shatter his will. Which would have worked if number two would have sent number 69 instead. <laughs> ah, there it is! He's not a number, he's a man. It's the prisoner here on Lost on Lost, The Lost Effect. Nice, nice, nice. That nice, is my nice. best attempt at Rod Serling. <laughs> it is pretty good. Yeah, I got it basically instantly. Excellent. I watched four YouTube videos of just Rod Serling's best appearances. <laughs> so, some of those are fucking nuts. <laughs> Was one of them The Simpsons? I, no, but I also oh. watched the episode of The Simpsons, The Joy of Sect, where yep. the the rover, the bubble, yep. <laughs> appears yep. on the river and eats Hans Mole Man. Uh, I had to watch it because it was in my head. There we uh, go. JP, we have a guest. What? Yeah. Who? Who could shepherd us into this new era of Lost on Lost? Uh, two weeks ago, uh, before the potential UPS strike, I shipped him a canister of knockout gas and dragged him into the studio. <laughs> <laughs> Sat him down at a microphone. He was surprisingly okay with it. Uh, Lolheads, welcome back to the show, Jacob Oller. Hey everybody, just recovering from the gas. Uh, <laughs> Aren't we I all? I do have this awesome new outfit with a great scarf. <laughs> <laughs> holy shit uh jacob thank you for coming back on the show oh thank you for having me and, and for such a cool show what like a and and i'm happy not to be doing lost first and foremost <laughs> I, I i do not care for that program and i like the prisoner so much more oh fuck yeah uh jacob remind the folks at home sort of your uh your deal your media sure. dude but we, uh, that... we can't just ask you what you've been watching because it's <laughs> what's everything my, what's my deal <laughs> yeah man to call you a media person is reductive i feel so uh... i'm like i'm like a media person you know <laughs> just, i'm just like <laughs> like a, like a gadfly about town. Uh, I, I live in Chicago. I am the movies editor at Paste Magazine. Hell yeah. And I'm clinging on to that job for, <laughs> for dear life as Hollywood and the media industry collapse around my ears. Oh, so, Boise, yeah. I'm riding that train until it really flies off the cliff. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, so, yeah, there he is. Uh, ed editor of the movies over at Paste Magazine. Uh, follow, the, uh, follow the Twitter for Paste. Follow Jacob's, Jacob's Twitter. 
uh, do all that because it's good stuff. Yeah, I'm not just saying it because I desperately love Jacob. Just go follow Pace Shit because yeah. it's so good when it's thoughtful. It's incredibly thoughtful when it's fun. It's really fun. Just go read and consume. It's yeah. wonderful. And when it's when it's neither of those two, it's something I posted. <laughs> That's how you can tell. Right below the byline, you'll be like, content warning, dumb shit ahead. (laughs) Oh, Oh, so good. All right. Well, do you guys want to talk about The Prisoner? Yes. I really do. Let's do it. All right. Arrival originally aired on June 1st, 1968. It was written by George Markstein, David Tomlin, and Patrick McGowan. And it was directed by Don Chaffee. George Markstein wrote The Odessa Files and Secret Agent, which uh, also starred Patrick McGowan. And his family fled Germany in the 30s. Good for his family. (laughs) Uh, David Tomlin doesn't have a long writing resume, but he was the second unit assistant director on the following films. <gasps> the Omen, A Bridge Too Far, Superman 78, Empire Strikes Back, Superman 2, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Gandhi, Return of the Jedi, Temple of Doom, Empire of the Sun, Last Crusade, Braveheart, and Shaft Goes to Africa. Wow. So... <laughs> Damn, dude was dude was put together. And that's that's just the highlights. This that's man was the unreal. second unit assistant director on every movie you've ever seen. Jeepers. Patrick McGowan uh, directed and co-starred in the Columbo TV movie Agenda for Murder. <gasps> and yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Don Chaffee, the director, can uh, probably tell you what good ketamine tastes like. Uh, but he also directed Pete's Dragon, some Airwolf, some MacGyver, Mission Impossible, and a bunch of actually like really well-respected shows. Sick. So, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Damn. Heavy hitters here. Um, yeah, for McGill- sure. We start this show out. Well, first of all, in 4 by 3 fuck yeah, baby. Fuck yeah, baby. <laughs> I don't know how to approach the series of events that lay before us. I I have a series of notes that read like the manifesto of an unwell person. Um, I, I started taking notes as though this were an episode of Lost. Yeah. And then after half a page of writing, I wrote, oh, that was just the opening credits. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I couldn't. I was like, is this the credits? Yeah. Is this going to happen every episode? Because it's like this. It is directed like that scene that you see sometimes where Liam Neeson jumps over a fence and taken. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where like, you're like, we're, get, we're getting every angle. We're getting every frame, baby. He's going over. He's this. He's that way. What What are we looking at? Yeah. But yeah, there's no there's no dialogue. No. It's just this guy. It sounds boring we describe it it's this guy quitting his job yeah his spy job <laughs> his not get smart job and then really and then really getting followed by his employer which i am sure happens to everybody at their job when they quit yeah, yeah. absolutely um he drives a lotus seven. Oh. <sighs> is that cool it looks like it's like, like like a pine box like a pine derby car <laughs> Oh, it's, it's, it does kind of look like a Pinewood Derby car, and, and that is intensely cool, <laughs> at least for me. Um, I'm not a, like a, a massive car guy, but like there are certain cars that are that are really dope, um, and the yeah. Lotus 7 was one of them. That car, I was like, this is the best drive through car that you could ever have, because you're like, I can reach everything to yeah, put my yeah. credit card in, I can get my Mickey D's. He yep. can touch the pavement. Like, that's how low that car to the <laughs> yes. ground 
completely can touch the face. Sees a penny, picks it up. Yeah. Oh, I dropped my card. No worries. I don't even have to get. I don't, I don't have to get out of the car. Yeah. Um, granted, it, it's wildly unsafe. Yeah, that thing does not look street legal. <laughs> Like if he hit yeah. a pedestrian, he'd probably die. The pedestrian if would probably die. The speed and the- limit, he's dead. <laughs> a pedestrian could like straddle that car, though. You could like yeah, pull you could just jump over your it. pants up Looney Tune style, and that car would go right underneath <laughs> you. No problemo. Exactly. So that is actually a really good segue, Jacob. So um, I don't, I don't want to just like millennial media podcast this, but I was watching a YouTube video recently. It was a deconstruction of the Eric Andre show, and if I can find it again, I'll put it like in the show notes. They talk about part of the reason why Eric Andre show is so like visceral to watch is it has the Bugs Bunny effect right Bugs Bunny goes off screen Elmer Fudd's chasing him he comes back with a gun well then he's got a bigger gun well then he comes back with a cannon Hmm. you know you don't have time to process where it came from it just came from off screen and things are just happening I had a very similar feeling watching how this episode was edited Mm, because so much insane shit just starts getting thrown at us and it's very like Italian cinema in terms yeah. of like editing and you know pacing and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've seen this style before in some like real low budget spaghetti westerns, but it is like visceral to watch. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of giallo in there. There's a lot yeah. of like heads whipping around, yeah. and then yeah. you show what the reaction is for. There's a lot of stuff that Spielberg would go on to make really yeah. classy, <laughs> yeah. but but it started off being like sloppy and and yeah. like just like hard hardcore cuts just to, yeah. just to drive up your energy and you do feel like you're losing your mind a little bit alongside the goo man it was incredibly <laughs> disorienting yeah exactly yeah ag- agreed um i yeah it just like through the first 10 minutes of it i, I was so spun out i was just like man and it, and it was yeah a tribute a lot of it to the editing and and shot selection and stuff like that it's just like if they were doing it on purpose fucking master class <laughs> i'm pretty sure they were because yeah, when you get to. When you get to the town, there are a lot of like spires and a lot of like staircases that seemingly don't make sense and don't like lead to logical locations. Yeah. So the, the topography of this area is very strange. Mm-hmm. But you're going up, you're going up and around these spiral staircases, you're looking out windows, you're looking at something, and then suddenly you're looking the exact opposite direction, but you're still looking at the same thing. Like yeah. the shot, they'll break the line. Yeah, the 180 basically. line. Yeah. yeah. The 180 line. And you will just be like, what the what am I looking at here? Did we just like, am, am I in a mirror world? What's going right. on? And it is so cool <laughs> that they yeah. were slapping this together in something clearly without a huge budget. I think that's so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, you can tell that they definitely had some constraint. I mean, it's TV, right? Yeah. You're always going to have less of a budget on TV. Oh, and, and British TV, so yeah. state right. run. Yeah, yeah. But they're exactly. like, all right, pull everything out of the props warehouse because we're going to fucking use it. <laughs> Yeah. What, even the big balloon boss? Oh, absolutely oh. the big balloon. <laughs> the orb! We'll get to that fucking orb. But I mean, <laughs> it has to be intentional with the amount of coverage that they shot. Either that or this is like the B-sides of a Terrence Malick fucking production. You know what I mean? Just like, we're just going to shoot everything and it's jarring but i found myself glued to the screen mm-hmm. so yeah well and jacob like you said we will we'll, we'll get into it yeah uh, during the opening credits this little mo- this little mini movie he quits his job and yeah he gets 
followed home by his employer and gassed and knocked out. He wakes up in the village. Yeah. And this is where the show takes place. This is the, the place. The village is what is what they call it. I was like, what is the castle from Shrek? Because that's where they are. They're yeah. in like the oh. little kingdom from Shrek. Yeah. The little, Dis- the little Disneyland rift that they, yeah. that they go to. Uh, I'm Duloc. like, that's where they're living. They're in, yes. Duloc is a perfect... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, I, that's when I was like, I was like, this motherfucker is going to run into a singing sign yeah. that tells him everything about it. And you know what? Pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> Damn near close. <laughs> yeah. He, he wakes up. This place is abandoned. Like when he get when he goes outside, nobody around. He doesn't see a soul until he kind of like looks around and sees a, a guy up in a tower. So he's like, I'm going to go talk to the guy. He runs I thought up it was the, a lady. Yeah. I thought it was a sexy lady. Whatever. He sees a person. A very sexy person up in this tower <laughs> and goes running up to the sexy tower to find the sexy lady. Yeah. And uh, gone. Um, so then when he's up in the tower, he sees some other people and he's like, okay. And I, at this point, I was like, is he just going to be spotting people on the horizon and running to them for the next 50 minutes? I- yeah, I'm which, I would, it, watch, which I would still watch, which I would still 100% watch. Yeah, it's just a bunch of creeps playing hide and seek <laughs> with number six. Yeah, rushes down to this cafe. People are just like, hey, breakfast time, we're almost open. And he's like, what? Where am I? What is happening to my life? What phone? Do you have a phone? Do you have anything? Give me something. And she's like, do you want coffee or what? Yeah, like, <laughs> and, and very quickly, is like, you're new in town, yeah. you've got that new look about yeah. you. You still kind of stink like knockout guy. <laughs> I love how they they spend so little time with with the goo man being like, oh, God, what happened to me? Where am I? What's going on? Yeah. I feel a little weird. He gets right down to business. He's like, do you have a phone? Do you have a map? Get me out of here. Call the president. Exactly. Where's my wife? <laughs> yeah. He's like, it doesn't matter where I am. What matters is I don't want to be here and I want to get out. He's like, I'm out of here. Give me a car. Do you have one of them drivable cars? Yeah. I'd love to have one. Yeah. <laughs> You got a one wheel I can use? <laughs> yeah. And she's no help, so he bails. Um, he's fi- He finds, like, an information kiosk. Free information. Hell yeah, I love free information, right? It's got some buttons on it. Um, one of the selections you can make on the free information kiosk is uh, for a place called Fun Palace. <laughs> what? <laughs> There's a list of, like, numbers you can push. Press 16 for taxi. Press whatever for the cafe. Make the fourth entry. Fun Palace. <laughs> Very popular to be bumped up to number four. Yeah. I imagine Brass Band Pavilion is like 18, like very low comparatively. Barely snuck into the top 20, but like, (laughs) but it's there. But yeah. But it's there. It's there. But yeah, I I just wrote that. Like Fun Palace. Like Fun Palace. Okay, well, all right. I wonder what that is. I'm sure we'll find out. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. There's only 17 episodes of this goddamn show, and I'm going to watch every fucking one of them. Yeah, same. Um, A cab pulls up. Just like these cabs, flying machines. These things move. Also very low. These to the are ground. golf carts. Golf carts with hammies. Yeah, They're like exactly. trucking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 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 the beautiful cabbie. Yeah. The, apparently, yeah. Like, save for the cafe lady who was like still attractive but older. I think all the women on here are probably hot. <laughs> and no racist accents. I'm happy to report. Love that. Was, Love was that. super worried. Was yeah. super worried for a moment. Fucking based ass prisoner. Let's go, yeah, baby. No doubt. But yeah, number sixteen. I wrote down the numbers of all these people as. This lady's number 16. She's just like, need a ride? And she's like, yeah, take me to the fucking airport. Like, get me out of here. Yeah, I hate this place. 
<laughs> she's like, I will, I'll just drive you somewhere and drop you off. Or you'll just jump out. Because, yeah, this is a souped up golf cart. Like, you can just get out. Like, we're going fast, but not so fast that you can't just hop off. But, yeah, like, they take a ride. He ends up at the general store. Number 19 is working the general store. Ask for a map. Right. Map's coming to two options. Color, black and white. Give me a black and white one. You got a bigger one? The, and this I found hilarious because he asked for a bigger map. It just gives him a physically bigger map. It just map. gives him a physically <laughs> it's bigger map. It's such a... It's, such it's a, a Looney Tunes ass joke. Looney Tunes gag. <laughs> it, 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 what really it is, it's like a, it's like a silent movie gag. It's yeah. like a... Like a yeah. Or, ugh. Yeah. So goofy. <laughs> I love it. That, that's not it. what I meant. I meant like bigger as in more area. He's like, oh, we don't have any. We have no demand for that. <laughs> he's yeah. like, I want to show it. He, he's never like breaks it down so granularly yeah. where he's like, I want to see where I am in relation to the United Kingdom. You, you insufferable man. You, you, you dumb, dumb 19. What is wrong? With you? <laughs> also, there's like, there's a non insignificant number of people on this island. Yeah. So to like to be in like the top 20 and still like, like in terms of numbers and they're all working class folks mm-hmm. i like to i like to see it you know <laughs> yeah and he's yeah. running a shop yeah, he's yeah. got two kinds of maps <laughs> It's a ton of maps. Uh, in this scene, we're also introduced to a greeting. Yeah, the little, yeah. The, the, you, you make an okay sign and look through it and you say, be seeing you. And that was my, like, for six, I'm sure the whole thing feels very sinister. For me, the audience, that's the first time I'm like, uh, okay. Uh-huh. This felt this felt sinister to me. I was like, this is some real alt right sneaking it into yeah. pictures yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, I, was yeah, yeah. Lo- I was like, don't do that. Yeah. Just don't don't Hate be that. like, you know what we all mean with this, the okay sign. And I'm like, no, yeah. no, we don't like that. Looking through it and just like <laughs> winking. It's like, knock it off. Don't if you're gonna do that, do make binoculars with your hands or something. Hell yeah. yeah. I always do. Now, I know we've moved on from the map. Oh, I love the map. I think the map is great. Oh, we're, I mean, we're still we're still on the map. We're on the map. Go for it. Yeah, you're fine. Uh, I've been playing. I've been playing a lot of Zelda. Hell yeah. Lately. Yeah. And a fun thing about Zelda: anywhere you can see, you can go there. Right. Yeah. Part of the beauty of this open world. But on the on the edges of the map, there are just there's just a huge ravine. Yeah. And then big mountains, and that is very similar to yeah. what is shown on this map. Is just like yeah, here's your regular town, and then mountains, 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 mountains. mountains, mountains. Yeah. And I was like, some game designer was late. <laughs> Easy when they were making this thing. Yeah. <laughs> Breath of the Wild is just a big prisoner ripoff. That's all it is. <laughs> it really is. Mountains on three sides and then the ocean on the other one. <laughs> But yeah, he the map's no good, and so Six bails. We don't really technically know him as Six yet. I, I think, no. But, I mean, it's number Six. That we, um, right. So, so yeah. he leaves. As he's outside, the, there's a PA that just like makes a little announcement, and I can't remember what it was, because I don't think it was really that important, but he heads home. Uh, another beautiful day or oh, something yeah. like that. Oh, and a weather report, like, oh, maybe showers yeah. later or whatever. He, but he heads home, and this is kind of the first time we see the Six, because his address is Six. Goes inside, phone rings. Hey, it's number two. Come on over for breakfast. We'll chill. I'll let you know what's up. We have a couple beers and just talk or whatever. Um, <laughs> is that what he said? Bre- yeah, breakfast beers. He said. And <laughs> number six is like breakfast, breakfast beers. I'm still I'm still getting the toxin out of my system, yeah. but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, a couple of Bud Lights will actually take the edge off of the knockout gas. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> but yeah, join join me for breakfast in the Green Dome. The Green Dome. Yeah. And then this is where Pop Goes the Weasel starts playing yeah, as like the, the as fuck? the sort of soundtrack. That was very upsetting. <laughs> Hated that. Hated that. Not a fan. Because I, fu- I found myself just singing along to it in the in my head. It's like. <laughs> 
Pam goes the weasel. I was like, I wasn't paying attention. But it's, Super not like, it's not like a music box version of that. No. It's like got some funk on it. It's got some stink on it. Yeah, it's the yeah. 60s soundtrack spy mm-hmm. remix of Pam goes the weasel. <laughs> it's like, don't forget, you're, you're, this is fucking Danger Man here. This is who this guy is. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna funk it up for you. We're gonna funk with it. Right. Yeah, so he goes into number two's house, to which there's like an antechamber, um <laughs> and he goes into another part of the house that is like this big circular room control room. Let's thing. let's call it what it is. It's a lair. Yeah. It's, it's a, a lair, lair is what exactly. it is. Yeah. There it's we a, go. It's Thank a, you. Yeah, it's a Thank lair. You, exactly. Yeah, that, nicely put. And it's, yeah, like, you don't really get, yeah, we, you already talked about this, Jacob, about how, like, the kind of the topography of the village is confusing and, like, all of this stuff. Like, the outside of Two's house doesn't seem like it would be big enough to have this <laughs> lair inside of it. Right. Right. Well, especially because you come from, you come from Six's house, which is, like, a little cottage. Yeah. Ah, cute two, two bed, two bath. Yeah. You're like no oh, problem and he's yeah. like hey come up to you'll know it green dome green and you're dome. like dome already i'm a little suspicious <laughs> of something that's a dome in their house cool but then he, he has like a regular door hmm. he goes in regular hallway yeah. and then it opens up and it is like okay is this from a jaws movie is it from yeah well i actually i think i'm thinking of deep blue sea i'm thinking of like where the scientists have their under it's a bond villain you know secret lab. It's, a, it's a big circular evil lab for sure yeah. yeah the chairs come up out of the ground there's a console there's a butler there's a spotlight yeah every time he enters one of these fucking round chambers a spotlight hits him when he's halfway to like where he's walking the, the to the production folks the set design folks were having a ball yeah they were oh. like uh okay so let's have nothing out there right now and just have a thousand cues <laughs> and everything is just going to rise out from underneath the chairs, the breakfast, the you, the you secondary number, chair, yeah, you, the, second the other chair. chair, the place where you kick up your feet. No problem. You want an umbrella up from underground, baby. That's how we do things here. That's yep. how two rolls. That's right. <laughs> The bacon was uh, severely undercooked. Um, yeah. It was essentially raw. The fucking Brits don't understand cuisine, man. <laughs> but yeah, two kind of starts to give him the skinny a little bit. He's like, okay, uh, hey, why'd you quit, man? Like, you're good at your job. You're well-respected. You know all this stuff. Like, nobody just quits. And since you did, we got to know why. So if you tell us, yeah, we'll, prob- we'll probably let you go. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> Number two is basically like, we know... We know everything about you. We don't just know about the major events in your life, shit people can figure out. We know about a time you got fucking airsick, bro. We know everything. There's not a moment we haven't invested in you. So you got to start telling us some stuff. We're going to figure it out. Yeah. They were like, we know a time when you caught us knowing you had a time. And I'm like, this is not a good brag. (laughs) Like, pick a better moment. Yeah. (laughs) That time you were suspicious, you were right. Sorry. You were right and six is like you don't know my the time i was born and then he tells him um yeah <laughs> <laughs> well because they were just starting to date and they wanted to make sure yeah. his sign was compatible yeah, yeah exactly right. like i'm not gonna date a gemini you know <laughs> It's, uh, two is like, hey, like it doesn't have to be antagonistic. We don't, we can chill. Like, it, let me take you on a little helicopter tour of the village. You'll see some of the amenities. You'll, you'll come to realize that it's actually kind of fucking dope. And you'll just tell us what we want to know, and it'll be fine. So they go on a helicopter tour of the village. Yeah, <laughs> this, is, this is another favorite line of mine. Um, we have everything: water, electricity. 
and then he stops there. <laughs> He's like, what else you want, dude? It's the, it's the 60s. We don't have free Wi-Fi. We don't, you know, we don't have cable. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't, he's kind of buried the lead about the Fun Palace, though. You know what I'm saying? Not like, once mentioning the Fun Palace. We got Fun Palace. We got an array of wireless telephones. Yeah. Humongous yeah. wireless telephones. Any fucking color you want. That was probably high fucking tech, like, back in the they day. They were very cool. They were very cool. One was just, like, sitting by the information. <laughs> kiosk yeah. just sitting there loose um this is the point in my notes in which i wrote when was the seti cam invented <laughs> yeah because it was at this <laughs> after this <laughs> during the helicopter tour i was like okay i'm actually starting to get a little motion sick you need to you need to get a, a counterweight and a gimbal on that fucking thing if i'm gonna continue <laughs> Right, the first, the first like real movie I think to use it was The Shining, and that was 1980. So. Okay, so yeah, so there you go. So like, I love it. I love handheld camera work and stuff like that. But like, whoo, yeah. <laughs> but not when it's a guy falling out of a helicopter the <laughs> yeah. whole time. No. Yeah, yeah. So, it, you, if you if you're not gonna counterweight, uh, give me a tripod or a dolly, uh, a little bit. Just give me a chance. Give it a chance for my inner ear to sort of settle down. <laughs> I told you to take fucking motion sickness you pills fucking did. before you watch this episode. You fucking did. But yeah, so that uh, so helicopter tour. Um, they land. The PA comes up. Ice cream's on sale for your enjoyment. Hell yeah. yeah. It's today's flavor strawberry. They made it sound like the first time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hey, ice cream is now available. And it's like, ice cream. oh, cool. Neat. Pris prison rules. Can you see a, a fucking, <laughs> They do have everything. Just like a throng of people go stampeding past. Ah, yeah. strawberry. <laughs> but yeah, like they're, they're sort of mulling about the streets. There's a marching band. There's so much interesting signage and things to read. There's like a walk on the grass sign, yeah. which just feels very like, I don't know. It's like Wizard of Oz or some shit, you yeah. know, just like, oh, everything's wacky here. And it's shot in such a way that you start paying attention to the details hardcore. Yeah. Like, even if you're not lost on Lost Hosts, you, you start going, <laughs> I don't know what's important, but everything's strange. So I'm going to start paying attention to everything. Yeah. yeah. And everything is framed where like these little details will be in the corner of your screen, usually like at the corner of the left. Right. And you're... You're always gravitating down there like what are you showing me what are you hiding from me what are the clues here yeah. and you start re you really notice the mode that it gets you into mm, right like at the end of the episode because you're like what did i learn yeah well i watched this episode with brad friend of the show brad mm. oh yeah, yeah and he started watching it and then he also tuned out for a while and went down to his phone and would just check in every couple of minutes and he's like i don't know which is worse watching this show or tuning out and then trying to come back into it like it's there's just so much happening at any given moment yeah speaking of so much happening this is the portion of the show in which number two tells everybody to freeze and then a balloon eats a man <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Well, the man wasn't being very good. That's true. So. Because he was. He the didn't freeze. He was not. Yeah. He didn't stop. He freaked out, and the balloon. Who, who's just, really the bad guy here? Yeah. I mean, come I'm on. not. I'm not passing any judgment. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, a sentient balloon eats a guy. Yep. It's not a smoke monster. No. Nope. It's a balloon monster. It's a. It's an entirely different thing. It's a totally different thing, <laughs> and not the same type of narrative no. device whatsoever. <laughs> No. And JP, you mentioned Wizard of Oz earlier. It very much reminded me of when you see that bubble with the witch yeah, yeah, coming, Linda, coming yeah. down. It's just floating down, but it's all white and it sucks. <laughs> and it's it's not like pink and, and, and translucent. It's white and opaque. And it's just like someone dropped a big... <laughs> stupid workout bar or whatever and no, then it, it, 
It's like kills those, a man. Those vape masters like can vape <laughs> into a bubble, you know. It is sort of like the vape masters. In fact, I I wouldn't be surprised if a vape master did conjure this and send it back in time. <laughs> Uh, the guy disappears and everybody just goes about their lives as though this is a perfectly normal thing that happens. Yeah, uh, get back to it. And yeah, so the um, number two gets a notice he's got to go stop by labor exchange. Um, hell yeah, comrade, exchange some labor. Let's do it. <laughs> four credit units. <laughs> labor for credit unions because this is also Star Trek. <laughs> yep. Uh, they head over there. Six goes with him. Um, there's some signs inside the labor exchange where we get a little bit more propaganda. A still tongue is a happy life. Questions are a burden to others. Answers yeah. are a prison for yourself. Yeah, holy shit. <laughs> Uh, but they go in this labor exchange thing, and uh, they're, I guess, going to hook up Six with a job, and he's got to do a little interview and, like, fill in some, he's got to fill out a resume or an application or something. Fucking Room 23 from Lost is there. Yeah. Fucking all the folks in purple just, like, hooked up to some <laughs> shit. <laughs> yep. The guy inside this thing uh, has got a wooden toy with a tube. There's an aptitude test. Uh, there's a square hole in the table with a little thing. He goes to put the tube in there. And all I just, all I was thinking of was that video. What hole do you think that this goes in? That's right. Oh, right. It goes in the square hole. Yeah. <laughs> it's the circle. Wait, the TikTok? Where the, yeah. It's just like, put it in there. Put it in the yeah. rectangle. Yeah. And, you know, the, and rectangle. the woman is on the edge of tears because he just keeps putting everything <laughs> in the square hole. That's the what I square. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, it was just the one hole. It's not a hard after the test. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so that's what I thought of. But then Six freaks out. He smashes the guy's toy. And then Two's like, it's fine. We ha- we didn't actually The guy's have to- heartbroken. <laughs> we didn't have to come here at all. Everything you need to know is in this folder. The guy's having a terrible time. His his fucking Tinker Toys are demolished. <laughs> right. He, his, his, who knows how long, months of engineering work <laughs> in ruin. And Two, Two is like, grow up. We never should have given you these, <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> you fucking yeah dork yeah take this folder and, and get a real hobby like reading uh the answers to all the questions you were about to ask here we're out of here later six sort of pendulums wildly back and forth from cooperative to hyper aggressive right which i think is a strategy on his part to sort of yeah like he's being fucked with so he's fucking back so um, six goes home uh, he's got a maid, number 66. Yeah. So close. So close. <laughs> right oh, right so there. Close. <laughs> he's like, you're fired. Don't clean my house. There's nothing. I've, I've only here. been here for a couple hours. I haven't even made a mess yet. Come back tomorrow when I absolutely fucking destroy this place. <laughs> like the who in a hotel room. I'm going to ruin this. Game. Yes. She bails. Uh, he pokes around. He looks around. Um, he finds like a, a journal that he has been pre-filled out. Hey, don't forget to send flowers. For as things, uh, and then there's like a thing. It's just like I don't remember what the note in the corner was, but I was just like, oh, this is like a pre-filled out like gratitude journal. He's he's searching this place with an intensity and curiosity that I I think I feel every time I'm at like an extended stay hotel where I'm just ripping open every cabin. I'm like, what is this? What is this? Where is this? You know, and it's... Uh, yeah, I'm at an Airbnb. I'm looking for the salt and pepper. I'm looking for Julie Mia Box and Macaroni. Yeah, right. What do we got? What do we got board game wise? We got Scrabble. We got what kind of Monopoly are we looking at here? Yep. Cozy yeah. blankets, cozy pillows. Where is oh, it? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, where are you hiding them? Yeah, so he, he finds a copy of the map that he got could have gotten at the store <laughs> i i would have loved it if it was like xxl size <laughs> just like <laughs> like huge. like it's the size of a fucking blanket you know <laughs> no yeah um 
apparently during this whole searching thing, there's some music playing on a speaker, uh, a yeah. Bluetooth speaker here in his house, which he's not having, and he smashes the shit out of it. As soon as he breaks it, there's just like a, an announcement like, hey, electrical, we got a problem over Six's house, and he's freaking out a little bit. Hey, can someone go fix the, the radio this dude just picked up and smashed like... <laughs> into <laughs> a million parts yeah but the music's still playing so it's like yeah it's not essential for the music it's just like an aesthetic thing yeah it's got a vibe <laughs> it's not plugged in yeah, yeah. there's something yeah. about that 60s decoration vibe to like so every once in a while like you know you look at a corner of the house and it looks like really like dated and just sort of like homey and cozy but then you turn yeah. a corner and then there's like a retro futuristic lamp or like some sort of weird shaped table or chair and it's like or wow. one of the walls is like pss- yeah. Like going up or down and you're like I'm sorry why do we have pneumatic walls right. in this townhome yeah why are you kidding me I would murder literally some of my family members to have pneumatic walls are you kidding me that's the slickest shit I've ever heard of it reminded <laughs> me of the good place because I think they have that in the good place yeah. house yeah yeah, yeah yeah like there's just like a wall panel that slides open that separates the bedroom and the living room and it's like way bigger than a door it's like yeah. a whole wall yeah no it's dope as hell but yeah, it's weird to like look at part of the house and be like, that looks like my grandma's house. And then you look over here and it's like, that looks like the Jetsons came to life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> They're just trying stuff in the 60s. They were like, who knows yeah. what the next couple of years are going to bring. Let's just throw something to the yeah. wall, see what sticks, baby. Yeah. I love it. The maid comes back and she's like, uh, I left my sweater here because I need an excuse to come back. <laughs> Yeah. And it's just like, like minimal pressure breaks down. Right. Yeah. He's so mad. He, and I'm like, hey, look, another person in his house. That's a spy. And he's like, you're a spy. And she's like, I'm a spy. <laughs> spy. You got me. But he, he also gets mad at the way in like British upper crust way, like a man who's never worn sweatpants way. You know what I mean? Like he's only ever worn pleated trousers. Yeah. So he's like, I'm, I'm really flying off the handle in that my voice is getting above 10 decibels. <laughs> right. It's like, uh, it's like, in the movie Airplane where they keep trying to calm uh, a woman down by grabbing her by both yeah. shoulders and shaking her a little bit. Yeah. 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 And <laughs> he's, he's like, I know what to do in this situation. She's freaking out. I'll just give her a good shake. Yeah. Women love that. Yeah. The easiest way to calm down a hysterical woman is to tell her to calm down yep. and give her a light shake. It's all fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I'm informed. If I inform, they'll let me out. And he's like, do you honestly believe that? Are you yeah. serious? Come She's on. like, people get out, yeah. but they don't always come back alive. <laughs> <laughs> the orbs get them. Spooky. God, I want fucking boba tea so bad right now. Uh, 28 and 2 are watching from a room. They have some sort of layer-like observation room. It's the fucking room that Ed Harris has in Truman Show, right? Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah, exact yeah, yeah. room and there's a dude that looks just like Ed Harris walking around in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, is everything from the prisoner? Yeah. It is. I think it is. I think it might be. Fucking the Truman Show rules. Dude, this show rules. Oh yeah, this show rules. Uh but uh, so like they're observing him and like they're yeah the cameras are all kinds of stuff they got all kinds of great angles on Six's life like basically they have the exact angle that we the audience have like it's it's really cool the electrician comes by to fix the speaker he's like hey I'm here to love f- this dude here to fix your speaker. salt of the earth yeah just a yeah. Reg- just a regular dude love this guy boiler suit the jumpsuit and just like I'm yeah. here just and makes himself at home just kind of sits on the the stairs in the split level apartment doesn't yeah, go to a fix table the, you know just yeah. it's like all right. uh, and the six is like. Uh, all right, yeah, fix my speaker. I'll be, I'll be right back. And this is the escape sequence. The first, the first of many, I'm assuming. Yeah. <laughs> so he runs into a gardener who is the guy. 
the the same actor as the repairman. Yeah, same guy. Yeah. Oh my god! And I was like, this too? Yep. Clones? Orbs? Oh, god. Yeah. What are we doing? This is a sort of like yeah, like the kind of yeah. This is this is his first attempt at just like you know what? Fuck it! I don't need a map. I'm just gonna run to the edge of town and see what happens. I'm out of here. There's no way that this is like Pleasantville, and I'm gonna get to the edge and it's just gonna be the other edge of town. <laughs> there's no way that there's mountains all the way around <laughs> this town. That would be crazy. And plus, right. I could stick a bunch of stuff to other stuff and make a vehicle to fly in head. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Precisely. But yeah, starts running through the woods. The statues are watching him. Um, They're all, every statue and every painting is just cameras and eyes. I was getting the impression that statues were appearing out of nowhere. Like, like oh. he would turn and then like a statue he runs into sort of a statue grove yeah. out of nowhere and they're just ever increasing amounts and they've all got cameras yeah. in them like you think one statue in the statue grove right but every single one of them is a hidden camera this place yeah. got like more cameras than a fucking casino like just like no blind right. spots <laughs> So he tries to run one way. That's not going to work. He tries to run another way. He ends up in the portion of the map that's labeled the sea, which I think the tide must be out because it's just yeah. like sand and wet sand. He's getting chased by one of the taxis. Uh, he pounds a guy. The taxi tries to run him over. He jumps on the taxi and pounds that pounds guy. Pounds another guy. <laughs> They never stood a chance. <laughs> the they goo. really didn't see getting punched coming. It's the goo. He's McGoofing. He gets out of the car. He's bailing. But then the, the balloon appears. Fucking orbs him up. You cannot. Yeah. <laughs> Give him a good orbin. And he, he really looks at that orb like, I'll punch two guys. <laughs> I could punch you too. Don't even think I won't punch an orb. I will yeah. fucking punch an orb. <laughs> you know how many orbs I punched before I got to this fucking village? You know who the fuck I am? <laughs> Go ahead and check my orb punching resume. You got it. Here's the first page. Here's the second page. <laughs> but then the orb's like, man, I've been playing a lot of Mike Tyson's fucking punch yeah, out. Yeah. So it's all here you, you know, go. Here's the rope and orb or, yeah. or orb dope or something. Yeah. He tries to light him up. Can't orb orbs him. And he wakes up in the hospital. In the hospital, he meets a guy he knows, a dude named Holy Cobb. Yeah. The only person with a name, I think, yeah. that we get. Yeah. In this episode. Yes. Yeah. Tries to talk to him a little bit. Cobb's real out of it. He's just like, I'm dehydrated or something. I'm weird <laughs> and tired. I've, I've been here for a couple of weeks. Months. Uh, Who knows? Yeah. It's something. I'm so sleepy, bro. Leave me alone. <laughs> That's me every night at 9.30. Yeah, he's he's like, where am, where are we? What are you doing? And he's like, cool it. Uh, don't <laughs> even harshing my vibe. I'm hungover. Where, bro. where are we? The fucking nap room, bro. Lay down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm in bed. Fuck off. <laughs> man, look in the mirror, man. You're wearing pajamas, too. Go lay down. You need night nights. <laughs> um, the, his His doctor comes in yeah he's like hey we'll cut you loose we just need to make sure you're okay yeah you had a little run in with the orb happens to the best of us orb side effects you know we gotta orb side effects may include dehydration hangovers <laughs> we we don't know exactly what the orb does so we're just gonna do like a full physical yeah. <laughs> 
it is entirely possible that it is an, a, a sentient cloud of vape smoke, and so you might be a little <laughs> overdosed on THC and and yeah. and cotton candy flavorings. So like, you might be what we call in the medical world doinked, uh, maybe even zooted if it's serious enough. This is this is where the symbolism of the lava lamps come in because this yeah. hospital is groovy as shit. There's Hell at least yeah. four lava lamps. I counted them. <laughs> I, I saw those. I saw those little globules of lava floating oh. around. I'm like. Orbs, mm. little orbs are everywhere, man. That's right, that's they're, right. coming, they're coming after us. I'm a 36 year old man. I know I can't buy another lava lamp, but I fucking love lava lamps. Oh, dude! Like, as a kid, yes, I just I had oh, it on I mean, all the time, and I just watch it. Yeah, shit. I, I had I had a lava lamp. Yeah, I yeah, didn't. Yeah, yeah. Yo, fuck that, JP. Go buy one. Yeah, ain't, ain't nobody stopping you. You're an adult. I know, but I, you I don't... do want you do want a fancy wall in your house. You do love lava lamps. Let me hit you with this aquarium, but oh. lava aquarium. Oh, here we go. Installed in the wall. I got. I gotta end the call. It's got nothing to do with all that dope shit that Aller <laughs> just said. I, I gotta. I gotta go. <laughs> I've got a new business after writing falls through, and it's called <laughs> it's interior design. <laughs> interior design innovator. <laughs> It's called Lava Tub. Uh, so that's I'm just sort lava. Of a lava tech. Right, welcome to my Lava Tub. It really ate through. I've got a leak at the house. Uh, <laughs> please wear this iron apron before entering. <laughs> uh, he goes and uh, does the exam. Uh, he's, this is where he's at. We see room 23. Um, <laughs> yeah. And while he's oh, in Oh, yeah, the, this is it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, but, but while he's in, the, uh, in there having his exam and people are watching him get his exam, Cobb jumps out of the window and kills himself oh yeah just because uh we are told yeah off screen yeah exactly exactly mm. but uh, the doctor's like yeah well you know <laughs> easy come easy go <laughs> strikes and gutters <laughs> here's a spiffy jacket and a dope boater hat gives him a little pat on the bottom and sends him home yeah you go I write you prescription for one dose of swagoo my man <laughs> Infinite refills, my dude. What about my old clothes? We burned that shit. You look like a dork. All black? Give me a break. Absolutely touched the bubble. And like I said, we do not know what the bubble does. We have no idea. You you went from stinking of knockout gas to just stinking of cotton candy vape. We're uh, you're, we're done. We're done we, with it. I piped this jacket myself and you don't like it? You are ungrateful? You unreal. You're 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 gonna be you're fixing to be number seven real quick with that attitude. <laughs> Uh, he comes out, yeah, in the in the dope shit. He takes the six badge off. He's like, no, I'm not a number. I'm a man. I'm a man. Yeah. God damn it. It would uh, be great if he turned it upside down and he's like, actually, I'm nine. It just feels more like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he gets issued his ID card, his credit card, a yep, bunch of other yep, cards. Yeah, all kinds of shit that he needs. Next morning, he goes to talk to number two, and it's a new number two. It's oh, not the fuck. other guy. It's a different guy. What the fuck? The old switcheroo. Yep. Switcher two. Ah, excellent. Nicely done. Thank you. Good work. CWGA, we don't need you. Yeah. <laughs> no, we do need you. Yes, we, we desperately, desperately need, need you. you. We desperately <laughs> need you. Uh, this, uh, I look, and I looked it up. This is a thing that they do throughout the prisoner. Number two is always a new person. Oh, really? No, that's so sick. That's so awesome. And in prisoner, some, you rule. And in some episodes... It's like this one where it ends up being more than one number two in the same episode. Ugh. I fucking love it. Prisoner's so badass. There's only a couple of instances in which number two, the actor recurs. Um, that happens oh. a couple of times. But yeah, the, oh, in the 17 episodes, I think there are 20 separate number twos. <laughs> 
so good. Dude. It's dope. That's amazing. That's the kind of shit, especially like if you had somebody that was truly trying to deconstruct this show and understand every part of it and you had a number two that returned. Yeah. That shit would blow your fucking mind, right? Like. Yeah. Ugh. So yeah, from there they have another little argument, and then Six heads home, and this is when he or the funeral procession passes by. Yeah. Oh, really quick, they they say like you're gonna give me the info or I'm gonna take it. Oh yeah. You know uh, we don't we don't have to use extreme measures yet. Yeah. Because of this subject's importance. Yeah. So this dude is uh, high up top at um, what we assume is the secret he's service. A, he's a he's a real Jason Bourne kind of guy. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> the back of the funeral procession is. Another pretty lady, uh, number uh, number nine, um, mm-hmm. and uh, she looks incredibly sad. Yeah, I guess this is why he didn't flip his number because it would have been super confusing. You're a nine. I'm a nine too. I'm also nine. Hi. Yeah, <laughs> it's like two tailors getting married. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Six six and I have a lot in common in that we find nothing more erotic than a crying woman. Um, <laughs> she's sad. I'll I can fix her. Um, so he goes. He goes to talk to her. Um, and it, yeah, nine must have known Cobb somehow. Right. And and that's sort of the the gist of it. And she's like, uh, we were working on an escape plan. Uh, I'll help you escape instead of Cobb because Cobb's dead now and you're here. Yeah. So uh, so we got to. T- oh, we can't talk here at the funeral. Let's talk at the concert. So they talk at they they're, they're yeah. talk about escaping at the brass band concert <laughs> pavilion. Meet me over there right now. Yeah. Well, and then the the guy is like, okay, what's the escape plan? And she's like, okay, my plan escape and and you're like that's it that's not a good plan the plan is do you can you fly a helicopter no one else in town can except for the helicopter pilot and he's like uh yeah i can't because i I can do anything because i'm a i'm a a super spy (laughs) i'm british and i have this jawline of course i can fucking fly a helicopter (laughs) i was in the raf just for fun just (laughs) also i'm so angry for you making me go to the brass band pavilion this is so loud and annoying (laughs) (laughs) yeah why weren't you like, let's talk about the escape plan at the quiet, adorable cafe over some At the Fun eggs. Palace. Or at the, the Fun, fun Palace. palace. <laughs> I'm never going to get to go to the Fun Palace. <laughs> Number six, just Palace. Just if sad. I watch all fucking 16 more episodes of this show, and, there's no fun and there isn't a full episode dedicated to the Fun Palace, I'm going to be so goddamn angry. <laughs> oh, just, that, that sounds a lot like people who watch, watch Lost. They're like, if they don't explain this, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> um it turns out number nine's a spy we cut to her talking to two and the other guy and they're like give him the keys to the helicopter or whatever and we'll let you go yeah. and like all that. <laughs> it'll be hilarious yeah and she's like okay you're gonna let me go and like okay and stuff like that we go over to six he's waiting to meet her at the boat and so he's playing chess with this uh old former admiral yeah, yeah. who's now Naval number 66 officer. 66 was the number of the maid yeah. that he fired or whatever. And now this guy's number 66. But the, yeah, he's like, your, your, your mind's out of the game, boy. And he's like, no, I'm leaving. I'm not paying right. attention to you. <laughs> like, so he's like, yeah, I'm not. My head's not in the game because nine starts wandering over the boat. Uh, and he's like, I got to I got to go. I'm, he's like, yeah. Yeah. Later. Yeah. Later goes to the, the boat. She hands him. She, she she explains to him, you need some sort of pass key. Here's the pass key. It's a watch. Uh, it's an electronic device that'll let you. It's whatever security thing. Yeah. Get past the orb. Yeah. But then he's like, oh, oh hey, by the way, I know you're a spy because I'm I'm hyper 
aware and and incredibly paranoid um so yeah. you're obviously a spy and she again under very pretty relative light pressure she's like you are right i am a spy oh. <laughs> but he does this to everyone he's got 100 percent hit rate he could do this to anybody on the street and they'd be like yeah dude you're right. we're yeah. all spies yeah. or look you, around yeah. you yeah. like walking <laughs> up to the statue camera and being like i know you're a spy statue camera and you're like okay got me to call uh, to call us spies is sort of like it's a bit of a misnomer because all of us we've just bought in we we've bought into the village we're all fine here and so we're with the rules like and the rules are snitch on you until you buy in right it's it's so much more difficult for you because you're not doing this dope shit right so yeah maybe she's a double agent i don't know it could be a whole thing so he sneaks over to the helicopter walking past a pool with a couple of cupcakes just playing splashy splash in their pink bikinis yeah completely superfluous doesn't speak to them doesn't even give them a second glance just hey don't forget we got some fucking cheesecake here in the village and you could you could just hang out and do yeah like jp said you could just be doing dope shit if you just buy in good man's not here for that he's not looking to he's not looking to get laid no. he doesn't play the trombone no. and he will not be staying in the village absolutely not under no circumstances he gets over to the helicopter and the the orb makes another appearance <laughs> <laughs> fucking love this orb dude uh in a later episode of the prisoner they do eventually give the orb a name it's called the rover but orb is Fuck way that, better man. And the they should have just called it the orb. I don't know why they called it the rover. Because honestly, all the little taxis, those look like rovers. The orb? Right. What does that look like? Orb. A fucking orb. Orb. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the, Anyways, the orb doesn't eat him because his watch is working. It's a, the electro right. pass and whatever. He's like, this is actually super easy to get out yeah, of here. The, the orb like really sniffs him out and is like, okay, dude, you got the watch. Yeah. Yeah, no right. problem. Yeah. And so he's like, cool, I'm going to get in the helicopter and fly away, I guess. So he, Later, losers. Yep. Gets in the helicopter, starts flying and flying a little bit. He gets a sort of aerial view of the uh, of the village. It looks exactly like the map said. It's like, here we are, XX version of the map mountains ocean is that fucking always sunny mary you dumb bitch <laughs> yeah, you dumb bitch <laughs> yeah he, he he gets out over the trees and then back in the back in one of the, one of the multiple layers uh yeah. on uh, in the village um two just like nods to a guy and he grabs a thing and they remotely stick the the helicopter back to the village it's like you're not yeah getting out man we let you try it. We yeah. knew you were going to try it. We let you try it so that you could see it's impossible to get out. Right. So come on home. Put your fucking boater hat back on. Put your badge on. Hang out with the girls by the pool. Talk to number nine. Play chess with 66. It's really not that bad. Right. Which is brought into stark relief by the ex- uh, still alive cob. Oh, motherfucker. Ah. <laughs> The one guy he didn't do the, I know you're a spy, so just tell me you're a spy thing, too. Right. Which proves to me that you can get out of people people scrutinizing you too hard in any sort of situation if you just act really sleepy. (laughs) (laughs) Like, if somebody's getting out of your case a little bit too much, you'd be like, yeah, no, I don't know. I gotta take a nap. (laughs) I've been pulling that every year during my annual performance review at work. My boss just starts telling me what I need to do better, and I just, I just... Take a little nap. Sort of doze off, yeah. And that's why you're now the executive vice president of Kohl's. <laughs> yeah, I'm the CFO. <laughs> yeah, Cobb's like, well, there you go. Cool. You And it turns out maybe if you do a little informing, you do actually get cut loose. Maybe. I don't know. I think I think they whacked Cobb on his way out. I think he Oh, they, absolutely. Right? Yeah. I think he got to go to a better town. A bigger, a bigger village. 
I yeah. think he got to go. He got to go to city. He got to a nice new village upstate yeah. where they let all the old retired spies go. <laughs> I just think if you're gonna whack a guy, why would you even let him change clothes? You know? Yeah. I suppose. Oh, it would have been great if he was wearing Six's clothes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm. But yeah, uh, speaking of Six, Six is escorted away from the helicopter and back home by the orb. And that, I think, is it, right? Yeah. And then the episode just kind of rambles to an end. It doesn't, yeah. like, hit any, no, there's anything. No button, really. I'm yeah. okay with it. Like, I was just happy that it faded to black so that my fucking pupils could reset <laughs> yeah so my heart my heart could could slow back down after the, yeah. the 60s i wasn't on enough you know yeah, yeah. amphetamine to to fucking even you out with yeah. everything yeah. yeah yeah no joke i got a i got a notification from my whoop after the thing was over it's like you spent the last hour and nine minutes in the high stress zone i was like well yeah yeah <laughs> Um, so, like, uh, this is, I guess, a version of Did We Like It, Was It Good? I want to ask the question, would you keep watching this? Oh, sure. I'm going to finish it. I know I'm going to finish it. I'm going to watch all of it. It's finite. It's free. (laughs) I was really hooked by this pilot. It it mostly had me thinking, if I watch this in the 60s, what is the 60s equivalent of forums that I would be, like, writing my details into? I'm like, do I would just go down to the pub and be like, is anybody else watching this? I have, like, big binder. Does anyone want to compare notes? That'd probably be what it'd be like, yeah. You have to write it on the the wall of a bathroom stall. So. <laughs> go to, yeah, go to the pub. You scribble it in the. Yeah, who's watching the prisoner? I'm mean, I'm gonna be here every Tuesday. Put it Tuesday on a bulletin night. board. Be like, hey, I'm the prisoner guy now. This is my whole thing. Yeah. My whole personality. Uh, come find me in my garden. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, JP, what do you think? Uh, I'm in the same boat as Jacob. I plan on finishing this. Um, this was far too interesting to not continue i'm mostly curious if they are able to keep this same energy and sort of momentum about it or if it tapers off you know if they start to tell more of a story or if it is just fucking chaos for 16 more episodes i have to know sure there's a line i don't remember what character six is talking to but six is talking to somebody and he's like what was that and the guy just looks at him he's like that would be telling and then just like moves (laughs) on and it's like a fuck off are you kidding me they should do that every episode of lost every character yeah yeah uh adam yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's free and yes, yeah, so so interesting. Yeah, vibrant. Watching it, the show itself is full of energy, and yeah, like I yeah, I would I'm I'll probably go watch the second episode like as soon as we get done talking about this. Like, <sighs> yeah, uh, I I did a little digging around just about how people felt about it, and like people at the time they were like. It, it didn't necessarily have great numbers, but like 17 episodes. You think about British television now, how most series of shows do like four or six, eight episodes and they do one season or something. For them to do 17 episodes, I mean, people must have been, some people must have been watching. Yeah. But since it's been on, like they've all, it, people are just like, it was so ahead of its time at the time, you know, it's like. Right. You know. Well, and that's that's what I was thinking of, especially if you take all the other shows that are related to this, whether it's the writers or actors or producers, you know, all the all these people, they did these very serious British spy shows, which, mm-hmm. you know, we all we all know them. You know, I think a lot about like the original Mission Impossible series, things mm-hmm. like that, like the Avengers from the 60s. Right, yeah. right. Precisely. Yeah. Um, so One of the writers had worked on the Avengers. And then this comes along and this is it's the same thing, but you're looking at it like through a kaleidoscope, you know, yeah. and we in 2020 
2023, I think, have an appreciation for it because it, it really is, it's an expressive art form, but, like, would people in the 60s, would this be too much for them? Or yeah. would they be like, yeah, this is fucking psychedelic, you know? So I, I'm just drawn to it. Yeah. I feel like squares were probably like, what is, this shouldn't be right. on TV, you know? Right. And then, yeah, people who are dipping into the counterculture would be like, this is exactly what we need on television. Right. So this, I think... It's very fascinating because it gives you nothing yeah. in episode one. It gives you a failed escape attempt. And so everything hinges upon a continued story right. that is leading somewhere. So I'm I'm wondering if this is like the first instance of Puzzle Box TV yeah. or yeah. if if something else came before. But I was like, I can't remember anything earlier than this that was like, not only stay tuned next week for more answers to keep you hooked, like an old radio show, mm-hmm. but like we will give you answers, start collecting clues yeah. and start figuring this out because it's a finite amount of time and it is solvable or it is like understandable. Yeah. Not right. only not only tune in next week, but spend the next six days thinking about everything you saw. Start inventing the internet so you can make <laughs> forums, so you can make blog posts about this. Keep detailed records of everything you watch so that when you don't get answers to a lot of it, you can die angry. <laughs> Let's talk briefly about then, yeah, like how, I mean, like it's, it's so clear if Jeffrey Lieber and J.J. Abrams, if they weren't thinking about the prisoner when they were inventing Lost, they fucking should have been. Oh, they had to be. Right? The Dharma Initiative, the Others Village. Lieber definitely was. I don't know, because I see, I like follow, I follow Lieber on Twitter, and he talks a lot about like classic TV. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how it influenced him in terms of production, maybe not in terms of story ideas, but in terms of like how things are made and understanding the, the process and the template of things. And so he had to have an awareness of this and, and like that structure of mystery and that structure of of establishing a weird place that we don't know the rules of i'm sure it was like top of mind for that yeah kind of stuff yeah. and uh, it, it, knowing that now makes me wonder even harder what lost would have been like had jeffrey lieber continued to have been involved past yeah uh, past the pilot you know so yeah right because i'm imagining that structure was there in terms of like let's set a stage and then everybody was like but what if we got like a lot headier right <laughs> than that and 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 that's maybe where those two creative forces or i guess multiple but the you know the two showrunners really took over yeah yeah so. that's it the prisoner that's it hell yeah. arrival arrival at the wow. village I think it's, yeah, if you at home have watched this with us and have uh, talked about it, I think you would see, yeah, see how I think influential consciously and unconsciously this type of show would have been for type of shows that are so prevalent now. Like Jacob said, the puzzle box, the mystery box, maybe for whatever reason. Yeah, the prisoner was ahead of his time. I don't know why people in the late 60s weren't ready for it and why we didn't really get a really good one after the prisoner um, or at least a popular one until Lost came along, I guess. But goddamn. Yeah. This shit was awesome. This is very good. I think it's something about this is my this is my this is my shot in the dark, done no research guess. Hell yeah. My 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 thought is that in the sixties in British media, it's the same environment, the birth money python, you had state funded media that was allowing a lot of experimentation from younger yeah, people. Sure. And so you had your money makers, the things that people tuned into. And you also had stuff put aside where you had your veterans doing projects that they were passionate about. Mm-hmm. You could take a lot more gambles. So I imagine this was born of that environment. Sure. Yeah. From what I've been able to tell is like this was really McGowan wanted to do a different version of Danger Man. Mm -hmm. They were like, yeah, you 
done a really good turn for us with all your other spy shit. So yeah, here's here's a here's a writer and a good director and a little village in Wales and crank it yeah, up, man. I suppose that's that's important to recognize that the writers and director like this is not their first attempt at something. Yeah. These guys have been working in the industry for a long time, and they're like, all right, we're gonna do something different. Yeah, I I think it's so cool that it's the star was the the creative force that was like, I want to do this. Yeah. Give me your guys that know how to do this and we're going to make something that is satisfying for me, a person who has done 200 episodes of these types of shows. Right. Right. Like, that's like that's like the two fucking Law and Order detectives being like, give me your best Law and Order guys and we're going to do The Wire. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, that's, it kind of reminds me of Happy, you yeah. know, like Christopher Maloney who's done a million cop things is like, I'm going to do this fucking bizarre thing exactly and and jb you keep mentioning two state funded media we've got npr here in america and and pbs and that's it and and it's all completely like drowned out by commercial stuff abc cbs right sinclair broadcasting like every every like we've got these two little we got one one tv channel one radio station and it's nobody watches it because everything else is big money whatever so many channels like bbc itv like all these channels in in the uk are all state funded but they're not fucking propaganda channels right like i mean some of them are probably but like (laughs) yeah a little bit but like you know, when I'm you, you sit down and you watch Taskmaster on uh, on Channel Four or something like that, like or stuff like this, where they're just like, yeah, this fucking the prisoner probably isn't going to make us any money. But guess what? It doesn't matter because it's a state funded channel. Like, right? But you could just yeah, they're just like yeah, we you know people just pay money to like it's part of your taxes just to make cool shit. You know, some yeah. of it's cool, some of it's not, and it's yeah. like, whatever. Um, somebody, something else I heard recently was just, um, you know, oh, I think it was, uh, what's his face, John Green talking about The Fault in the Stars, and uh, how he had, it's best-selling book that of his career, it should completely change his life, and 98% of America has not read The Fault in Our Stars. Yeah. And he's like, you don't make stuff for everybody, you make stuff for the people who love it. And that right. is ideally how art should be made, because I mean, The Prisoner, this, this is a work of art. This is a television work of art. Yeah. And they made it just because, just on spec, because McGoohan wanted to fucking, he didn't want to be Danger Man, he wanted to be number six <laughs> and that's why i want everyone to go to our website right now and sign the petition that i have to get the cast and crew of this american life to make the next purge movie um <laughs> the masterpiece theater folks <laughs> I was like, Hell we yeah. need to do this in america i know we can make it happen let's go Go huh. sign the petition on our website it's that a, definitely bl- a exists. a bloody cop movie starring <laughs> the voices of Code Switch. <laughs> Hi, I'm Terry Gross, and welcome to The Purge. <laughs> this Purge is made possible in part by listeners like you. <laughs> okay, Why that, would be ama- that would be such an amazing open to the next Purge movie, though. <laughs> Ira Glass is in the next Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Just from the passenger seat. Um, so, Dom, family is such an important part of your life. How do you think that influences... <laughs> You built a a bunker. (laughs) You know, Ira, you gotta have a bunker because you gotta protect your family. (laughs) It's fascinating, Dominic. Um, <laughs> Jacob, uh, we, we did some minor plugs at the top. You want to do some real plugs? You want to plug your lava tub, uh, <laughs> new, new lava tub venture? 
well, I I haven't come up with a good lava based pun name for my for my lava scaping business. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still working out the legality sure. of that. But <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter, Blue Sky Spoutable Mastodon. Uh, all the all of them, baby. You can find me and you can find me a co-host if you really want to. Just <laughs> Jacob Aller. Uh, you can also read three beautiful features. Every single day, pacemagazine.com about movies, new and old. But for real, go do that because it's phenomenal. And click on all the ads. Click on all of the ads. We need it. Uh, Yeah, I was already following Pace before I met Jacob. Pace is a wonderful, uh, wonderful application. And uh, yeah, it just got better following Jacob because Jacob's shit is hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) And I get nice notes from my boss whenever I write something really mean. And I don't think a lot of uh, journalists get that from their boss when they write something mean. If I write something mean about a CEO, he goes, hey, that was really funny. And I go, oh, phew, not fired today. (laughs) You know what, Jacob? I saw that last tweet, and I think I agree. I think David Zaslav is kind of a dick. (laughs) I think he can. I think he can. uh, I think he can eat your cheeks. You know what? (laughs) You're right. You are right. David Zaslav can eat cheeks. (laughs) Bob Iger can pound sand. Ted Sarandos can lick my toe. (laughs) Oh fuck. Oh JP. Yeah. Give the kids at home uh, something to look forward to. What are we? What are we going to be talking about next time? Because it is all uh, not going to be an episode of Lost. Yeah, if you want to be just lost with us in another random episode of a random show, uh, we're going to be watching the pilot of the television show Heroes. Yeah. The episode is called Genesis. Genesis. Yeah. So this is a post lost show yep and honestly like this is the because because i mentioned it instead of the thing like we didn't really get a good puzzle box after the prisoner before lost so like really that was that's the only one we're going to talk about they came before lost the rest are all probably going to be after (laughs) yeah i think it's interesting that twin peaks is almost there it's so close yeah twin twin peaks pretends like it's going to be yeah and then and then it's just a soap opera yeah (laughs) (laughs) which which is awesome (laughs) fuck yeah it is um JP, did you ever watch Heroes when it was on? No. Okay, cool. <laughs> Dude, I watched Heroes. Heroes was, I was like appointment TV for Heroes for a little bit. And then I watched, that was the first time I learned about strikes is because yep. Heroes fucking tanked. Yep. And I knew whose fault it was. And it was the man. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get into that because uh when we record that episode the strike's still going to be happening um yep <laughs> so cool uh well yeah uh, thank you everybody out there for listening jacob thank you for taking the time to come back uh come back by and i know you don't like lost but we're gonna make you come back in season two to talk about it's probably a, a, a season five episode you're gonna hate it it's gonna be hilarious um, <laughs> if three episodes of lost is all i have to watch to be on this podcast i'll do it <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, thank you, everyone out there, for tuning into this episode of The Lost on Lost, The Lost Effect. I'm Adam. I'm JP. I'm Jacob. <laughs> do, do you have any idea what happened in this episode of Not Lost, but The Prisoner? No. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> 
Lost on Lost is produced and edited by me and JP. We wish to acknowledge that we live, work, and produce our show on occupied land. Burbank, California is located on the traditional tribal lands of the Tongva, Chumash, Keech, and Fernandeño Tataviam peoples. Milwaukee, Wisconsin is located on the traditional tribal lands of the Peoria, Potawatomi, Miyama, and Ho-Chunk peoples. And Lost was produced in Hawaii on the lands of the Kanaka Maoli. Visit native-land.ca to learn more about the land you live and work on. You can engage with us on IG, Facebook, and Twitter at Lost on Lost One. You can also email us at wearelostonlost at gmail.com or support us with dollar monies at coffee.com slash wearelostonlost. Thanks to Lostpedia and its community of contributors, Danny Schmitz, Random.org, and as always, you the listeners for tuning in. We're hosted at Podbean. You can hear us there or wherever you get your podcasts, except MySpace. We're, we're not on MySpace. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.